0: Welcome to That's What She Pled with attorneys Christina Goldberg and Julie Lurson from Lurson Goldberg LLC, law powered by women. It's time to shake up the old standards of law and of business. Join these two witty, intelligent, and sassy female business owners who are taking their industry by storm, challenging stereotypes and shattering ceilings. These two are on a mission to educate, empower, and support not only their own clients, but other powerhouse female entrepreneurs. Come for a laugh and stay for the vibe as Julie and Christina hold nothing back and share the truth of what it is to be female attorneys and business owners through discussion of current events, original stories, and inspiring guests. Now, on to the show. Well, welcome, everybody. Happy
1: Tuesday. Uh, This is That's What She Pled. This is Christina Goldberg. I'm here with Julie
2: Larson. Hi, Julie. Hi, Christina, a.k.a. Christy, a.k.a. Oh, Christy ready for a little fun and frivolity.
1: <laughs> We're going to try. We have to come up with some funny stuff because we we do the heavy. Sometimes we
2: try to make it funny, I but we, I think we get a decent mix in today. Today, we should probably be able to tip the meter heavily towards fun and frivolous. Yeah, I we mean, do not frivolous. Well, you know how I hate that word. I know. At it's least in kind conjunction of with what word. we do, right? It's true.
1: It's kind of a dangerous word, but some of them really are. And that's where we, that's where we, so Julie and I decided to talk about class action lawsuits, but more, more specifically some silly class action lawsuits, but then we'll, we'll sort of top it off with some more, I don't know what word, valid, meaningful, Class action lawsuits but even with those some of them to to discuss okay really what does this mean like the you know the overall payout was however many billion but this is resulting in a check for four dollars and 20 cents to each right right um but
2: and and this also just sort of as a backdrop with tort reform we've been accused of being frivolous and predatory and not us all well Injury attorneys, plaintiffs attorneys, you know, mm-hmm. billboard attorneys. Um, we happen to live in a judicial hellhole, Florida, um, and things <laughs> like that. While that sort of obviously rankles our feathers and whatever, it's not to say that there aren't some kind of frivolous lawsuits floating about. So, right? it doesn't. In an come effort to nowhere. be fair and balanced, right? <laughs> we'll we can make fun of ourselves on, on, on some of the sillier right more frivolous lawsuits exactly. in our in our view in our view right right somebody thought not, this was worth pursuing
1: yeah and it's it's so funny because well we don't we don't practice class action no at, at all so that's if, if anybody calls us and says hey do you know anything about you know Monsato or or any the Monsato roundup yeah the roundup or the, the oh my gosh i can't say the most recent the military one the fort Oh, with the Camp Lejeune water. Yeah, Camp Lejeune, all of that. We've had some calls, and 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 those go elsewhere. So we don't practice this, but just as sort of as a, as a standing uh, as a standard for what we do, the one of the first questions, if somebody calls our office with a claim that we feel like, okay, and, I mean, you're upset right. about this particular thing, but, and, that's that's kind of our go
2: to is what are what are the damages? How does this really hurt you primer primer let's remind everybody it's not just that somebody failed to live up to some duty of care they owed you they were somehow careless and therefore caused some harm that's a result of their carelessness then sometimes the ultimate question is what christy was just posing like and were you hurt was anything damaged that's that's the fourth element And that's, I mean, our, our system is based, our civil justice system basically gets people monetary rewards as the ultimate instrument Mm -hmm. to be sought. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. And
1: so it's, and for, and for a, I'll call us a small firm, although I don't know if we qualify anymore, but. For a small firm, I mean, everybody everybody has a, a business to run and 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 pros and cons mm-hmm. to taking on certain cases, and it does not mean that there is no case, but there are an awful lot of them that come to us that just are not those are they're not. At the end of the day, I we like our sleep, and it just doesn't doesn't feel right for us to become involved. And so some of these, as we were looking at these class actions, that we'll we'll go through a few of these. It's just the craziest thing to me. What attorney? Oh, no offense to you, but. What attorney is out there going, I got this.
2: I'll take this on. I need to write this wrong. Right. I need to write the wrong. (laughs) It actually took you four minutes to make your Velveeta mac and cheese, not the three that was listed on the label. Because, I mean, remember, we did have to tear the lid off the Mm -hmm. container of Velveeta mac and cheese. Mm -hmm. Um, you have to take before the we put it out, into the microwave, wait, Julie. Oh, you oh, have I'm to sorry, take the flavoring of the cheddar packet
1: out of. We're talking like these these individual, so Kraft Heinz Company these individual mac and cheese packets that you pop in the microwave for ninety three. Well, this says three and a half minutes. So somebody, a plaintiff, got very very angry and said, "Well, I have to tear the lid off. I have to remove the cheese packet. I
2: have to sprinkle it the about. water." Mm. Well, if you have to measure it, I'm sure.
1: Right. And then put it in the microwave. And then after I then still have to stir the pack, the cheese packet and the water in. And so this three
2: and a half minutes, that's,
1: that's, it's, misleading. it's we're, misleading. We're
2: five minutes into our day already. Right. And think of all those important things you could have done without additional oh, 90 God. seconds. Oh
1: my God. And an attorney took this on an attorney took this on because it, it, and basically, and I tried, I had to dig into it just a little bit to go, okay, but wait, where's the damage? Okay, so it takes five instead of three and a half. Where's the damage? Well, the damage claimed is well, I spent an exorbitant amount of money to have this pre-measured, pre-prepared, convenient, convenient cup of mac and cheese. And it's not it it the convenience does not match the the increase
0: in price. Oh my god. Okay.
2: okay Somebody okay, took it out of me that a class action. Well. I mean, asterisks, class actions, in my view, in my own experience, because I've certainly gotten class action solicitations in the mm-hmm. mail saying that I, I may be entitled to some money, tend to compensate the victim in a very de minimis way, mm-hmm. in my view. The attorneys, however, who and get a class action certified as a class action and pursue it to conclusion, often are well compensated in terms of their fees. Mm-hmm. So, it it is a a business pursuit, pursuing class mm-hmm. actions on behalf of Velveeta microwave mac and cheese victims. Mm-hmm. And okay. I'll okay, just extra, for a fun for fact, convenient <laughs> picture fees. for the
1: three and a half minute convenience. So fun fact, and this is from 2015, so it's 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 dated, but it's kind of what I found. 2015 Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, a, a study that they did out of a sample of 562 cases, only 13% of those resolved class action lawsuits resulted in some type of actual benefit to the class members. 13, <laughs> 13% of those actually <laughs> resulted in money going to the people and then the same study found that the average award to consumers is 32 bucks mm-hmm. while plaintiff to my point, took home nearly a million dollars
2: on average it is a business to pursue mm-hmm. class action lawsuits it, it can is. be quite lucrative to the attorneys not so much for the little guy right <laughs> yeah we would not we will not be taking any Velveeta cases No, Uh if you elected not to join the class and decided you wanted to just separately pursue your damages, thank you. But no thank you, as I sometimes say. To be more power to you. mm -hmm. Right. We're not saying you don't have a claim.
1: Watch out for that statute of limitations. This has been approved by our attorney.
2: So Um, another one that's kind of in that vein, I'm not sure what the resolution was, is someone who is suing over the amount or lack thereof of strawberries in their unfrosted strawberry pop tarts made mm-hmm. by Kellogg's
0: mm-hmm. that
2: was dismissed, Julie, oh, just so okay. that, you know, it was dismissed.
1: The court decided that, that it was frivolous. Well, Yes. Basically the court decided that that person had no reason to believe that there would be any specific amount of strawberry or that there would be, there would not be other flavors in addition to strawberry. So I guess what they do is they use other filler fruits,
2: apples, um, probably,
1: apples, exactly. They use apples and there was shoot, there was one other one. I forget what it was, but the court essentially said you have no reasonable expectation. I mean, people you're
2: buying garbage. Uh, can we Maybe. just, it counts as one of their fruits for the day. If they're trying to oh, you know, get the five a day, whatever it is that is I wonder recommended. If that does, yeah. So I had my strawberry Pop-Tart and it turned out it, it only had a quarter of a strawberry in it. Right. <laughs> and I was counting it as one whole serving. Okay. We have bigger problems than. Far bigger problems with that. Than strawberry Pop-Tarts. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: That one I know was dismissed. Um, okay. Let's see what else we have. Keep okay. the faith, people. So a guy, a man sued Texas Pete hot sauce. Oh, love me some hot sauce. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. But he sued because the hot sauce is made in North Carolina, not Texas, and the the labeling and the the imagery. I'm shocked. Um, like the Texas Lone Star, the Texas flag, and the word Texas on the bottle, very very misleading. And basically, the again, I I dove just a little bit deeper into this because where. How does it hurt you that this is made in North Carolina and not Texas? Well, if Texas? you're a Texan,
2: you're, well, <laughs> you know, you it's pride. It's, it's, yeah, exactly. It's Let's pride. not mix and mingle with North Carolina. It's exactly the Tar it. Heels. That's exactly it. Yeah. And the product, and this is, this is
1: super interesting because the product actually does not ever say that it's, Made, made in Texas. In Texas, in fact, it specifies that it is made in the main facility, which has been in North Carolina and expanded for decades. Who's Pete anyway? Pete is the son. Pete is a, a he's he's a member of the family of the of the creators, the, the creators of the this exactly. Of... Mm-hmm. Pete is a son, and Pete has a particular love for Texas, spicy and, things, and spicy things, and yeah but we sued because it's made in North Carolina and not Texas. And that was that was just offensive to the people who really wanted to feel like they were eating Texas.
2: <laughs> I can't. Gosh, and I dug up all my receipts for the Texas Pete I've bought over the years, yeah. hoping that my ship had come in and I could retire. <laughs> this is so great. Mm. So great. Darn it. Uh, Onward. Got?
1: There are so many funny ones.
2: Oh, I like I like the one about the guy who bought some eye drops some allergy eye drops or something, Uh-huh. and he had determined that he really <laughs> didn't get as much bang for his buck, and he apparently found that that bottle only lasted for 20 days mm-hmm. when it should have lasted for at least 30.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: I think now we're getting into how big is a drop kind of technicalities. Mm-hmm.
1: And I don't know about anybody else, but every single time I try to put eye drops in my eye, I miss the first time. <laughs> Are we building in the extra misses? <laughs> I'm never going to get 30 days out of a bottle of eye drops if I'm trying to use them daily. It Doesn't happen. That's so good. I like the Altoids one though. Oh, right. This is the cra- it's the craziest thing to me. So cinnamon Altoids. I don't like them. I can. I eat- love cinnamon hurt. Altoids.
2: They're mm. spicy. Mm. You but probably don't like Texas Pete either then. I probably it's don't. Spicy. I don't use
1: hot. I can't. I can not like pepperoni. You just Papa like Altoid. Spicy. Yep,
2: Texas Pete for lunch. No. And then after Papa cinnamon Altoid. And, <laughs> and then
1: nobody anyway, wants to go near you. What's the problem? So with the cinnamon, if you, I mean, you see them, I don't, I, I haven't looked now. I have to look next time I'm at, at the store in
2: the checkout I think line. They have they changed a... the design on it? I don't think so. I think there might be a picture of like an actual piece of cinnamon. You know how it's yes, like cinnamon a sticks. Roll, uh-huh. cinnamon stick. Right. Yeah. That's what it did. That's the because the... they have more than one flavor. So
1: correct. Well, the that's... one in this lawsuit specifically was the one with the cinnamon sticks, I think maybe crossed or cr- sitting across the, the tin and plaintiffs joined in this class action and sued because there was no real cinnamon in the Altoids. And that they wouldn't have paid the premium that they paid for these cinnamon altoids had they known that there was no real cinnamon. Well, on the front, on the top of the box, it says artificially flavored. On the back, it says made with artificial flavoring. It does not list cinnamon as a as an ingredient. It's, I mean, but it's sitting there on the top of the box. But again, we would not have paid.
2: I wonder paid cinnamon red hots, you know, those little Valentine mm-hmm. things that you never had those either. They're delicious or cinnamon fireballs. Do you suppose? I feel like there could be a subspecialty in terms of class actions where cinnamon flavored things are being misrepresented as containing cinnamon. Right. I don't know though. Did he prevail mm. or she? No, oh. no,
1: this was never mind. Uh, hi. It's Forget that business on the model. top of the box. But these are the things that just make me go as, okay, attorney, you're looking. There's no question here. There's no misleading. There's no consumer fraud. There's no, I don't understand it. Okay. That's fine. Win some, lose some. I guess when you stand to make a million dollars, it's worth playing around a little bit. I don't know. Well, because, and a lot of these companies end up settling. I mean, there are some, and and more and more we hear, you know, for instance, you make a claim against, it used to be Disney. I don't know what they do anymore, but if you make a claim against Disney, Disney will not settle. They will not settle because they were faced with so many claims for various things that people just kind of got used to, okay, I'll make a claim and they'll pay me some money. And so mm. finally they decided we are not settling these claims. Right. On the other hand, these, the because you get to a point where defense costs and a, yes. and depending on the state and the federal laws and all of that how you can maneuver to try to get your fees right. recouped you may not be able to and so a lot of times the defense costs are going to far exceed right what they could pay to just settle it and so probably a lot of times these sort of
2: quietly go, go away. away
1: because they've For been or some
2: de minimis nuisance mm-hmm. value because it right because it's more right. it will be more costly to continue to litigate and defend than to just pay and make it go away, close the door. And then the other person could be satisfied. Yes. They've righted this harm with society out there thinking that their cinnamon Altoids contain mm-hmm. real cinnamon. Mm-hmm. It's I'll never think the same way again. When I grab that tin of cinnamon Altoids at the <laughs> checkout line.
1: You thought you were getting cinnamon.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what uh what other silly ones well they're sort of the same thing a lawsuit lots against of food Publix. Oh, Publix. Uh, these are mm-hmm. yeah
1: these are these are the funniest ones seem to be food but there's one very similar to the Altoids one lawsuit against Publix over their honey lemon cough drops the lawsuit claims that the picture of the lemon cut in half on the front of the packaging makes consumers believe that the cough drops are made with real lemons mm. again neither the package nor the list of ingredients claims that to be true I don't know the outcome of that one I think that one's still pending but
2: excuse me yes you thanks so much for listening to that's what she pled we hope you're enjoying it so far if you have any questions or would like to talk more about this topic you can find us at LawPoweredByWomen.com, and all of our social media platforms are listed in the show notes Do you think people know that there are no rainbows and Lucky Charms,
1: or like when you open the box, is it supposed to come? I guess
2: from- not everybody <laughs> is out of the box. I'm, gonna, I'm <sighs> just, I'm, I'll never be able to walk down the aisles of Publix again mm-hmm. without worrying about what they're misleading <laughs> us about. Well, it's so funny because
1: this is, this is the birthplace of, right. I can't, I can't think of one off the top of my head, but sometimes you see a commercial or something that at the very end of the commercial, there's this disclaimer, not, not real oh, elephants yeah. or not right. real like something that, something that you watch and just go, you're I, for me, I mean, my eyes roll into well, the back of my head. Like,
2: is that necessary? Yep, <laughs> it is. I, I mean, I'm getting a little bit. So for instance, let's just, a lot of times on products there are these warnings and you're like, okay, what kind of idiot, <laughs> please, really needs to be told to remove the, the windshield sun visor from their windshield before they start driving?
0: hmm mm-hmm.
2: mm-hmm. But they'll right. be there. Right. Either or some kind of toxic chemical. Be- Do not ingest. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> this is... Right. Yeah. But, I, I mean, is this just... Is this because there have been frivolous lawsuits pursued or is this just the attorney who's drafting the protective language and ki- trying to contemplate any and all? Right. Is it proactive or reactive? Right. Yes, exactly. So, yeah. 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 And we it's get some possible kind of... to be too proactive. It is. It is. It is yes. possible. Yes. Yes. Disclaimers, warnings, product warnings about intended use or not. Mm -hmm. So anyway, those give us the opportunity to chuckle and shake our head and wonder and perhaps concede that our opponents as plaintiff's attorneys, such as we are, do have some valid points to some of their arguments. I'm sure, you know, these these provide great opportunities to capitalize on to prove to the American public just how predatory and awful we really are. But there are certainly, in my view, plenty of good reasons for our existence.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. I mean there's I yeah. I get it overarching. You try to you try to fix one problem, you end up hurting so many people trying to do it on the Right. I don't know. I mean, there's, and there are a lot of groups that actually are, are, are continually more federally, but continually trying to do away with these, this type of thing, these types of lawsuits. There was a, I should be more prepared. There's a a landmark case fairly recently that basically ultimately in order to, in order to have a class action lawsuit, you have to, you have to certify the class. So you actually have to go in front of a judge and get them to say, okay, there's a valid class here. And there's a valid,
2: there's commonality among all the the potential victims and claimants. Yeah.
1: Right. And That's you true. and you actually now, pursuant to this case that was within the past couple of years, you actually have to as part of the certification process, you actually have to show yes, indeed, there there is an actual an actionable mm-hmm. I'm not going to use the word injury, what damage. Damage, I okay. guess. <laughs> yes. In order to have your class certified. So there are certainly entities trying to crack down on this. And, and this is not to say that all class actions are frivolous or silly. They are not. Oh, no, I mean, no, no, are, no. There are some major class actions, I mean, going on now or, or recently resolved that are 100% absolutely valid and, and and necessary, still sad. I mean, with a with a class action, it's so funny, half the time I don't have any idea it's going on until I get some mailer or some email mm-hmm. saying, well, you're a potential claimant in this Facebook class three years ago this whatever, you purchased this item it... right this tv and somewhere here's right. this class action settlement and you can you then have the option typically what it is is you either have to opt in or you have to opt out if you do nothing you lose any claim to any class action money and you lose any opportunity to file your own right. claim right so typically it's either opt-in or opt out within a certain amount of time there's almost always at these days there's a there's a website that you can go to that is where you disclosed. can upload
2: all kinds of information to legitimately document that you are right you were you are part of this class right
1: and get information about <clears throat> dates and compliance yeah. and all of that yeah yeah you but typically you thing. don't know about it until after it's happened which in 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 one sense is a is a great thing because you you haven't felt the damage right but if you are one of those people who has felt the damage and has sought an attorney's help with something, then you have, you know, this is when a a, a savvy attorney is going to say, "Let's turn, let's make you the the class member who turns this into into a class action suit. Let's let's do it that way." Well, at that point, certainly one would hope that you're you're fully apprised and fully aware of the own issues that you're suffering and that you back yourself out of that and hire an attorney and go about it individually. I mean, there's going to be time constraints because class actions are handled a lot of claims all in one. Yeah. So there's the benefit of let's move this through faster. On the other hand, for instance,
2: well, there's usually some kind of representative plaintiff who is sort of emblematic of, of the class as a whole, which is right. how they become a class. Right. Um, Someone is named. And, yeah. And mm-hmm. then so, so long as you can demonstrate that you, you know, meet the qualifications and you sit back and sort of wait mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. resolution. And then someday you get your check for $7 and 63 cents. Right. And that's kind of what happens. But so, I mean, going to kind of
1: more, more serious ones, for instance, so there was a in the Freshmates, the flushable wipes. There was actually a class action for that. And this one I can... I can see as being completely valid because they absolutely advertised as being safe for plumbing. Everybody now knows you cannot flush that is not safe for your plumbing. The problem is this was and this was filed in New York. New York consumers who purchased these these flushable wipes thinking they would be safe for their plumbing after they had the some plumbing woes cl- yeah after the class resolution
2: they could get up to 50 bucks. 50, $5,0. I'm not sure from, that even pays to have a, a a plumber show up at your house, like, let alone roto root your pipes. Exactly. So if you have to have something, I mean, God forbid, you
1: have just really major plumbing problems. So in this, I mean, great, I can understand. And I, I okay. Yes, I think that that's a pretty valid claim because they did, I mean, I recall they don't they don't advertise that anymore, but the, the flushable thing, I mean, this is totally safe, flush flush. No, any plumber you talk to is gonna tell you who. Don't do that. No, but this is a class action that spanned. It was for like nine years worth of purchases from twenty eleven to twenty twenty, and it has since it has since been resolved. But up to fifty dollars per person, Gosh. unless you bought those it out flushables
2: of it. for nine years. I'm sure you had more than fifty. Can you imagine? <sighs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So, let that alone your pipes,
1: right? Things like that. So I I see the benefit. I see the claim. I see I see the class action. But
2: individually speaking, who did that help? The attorneys and the plumbers. The attorneys and the plumbers. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. (sighs) Okay. But I mean, another, so there are definitely class action lawsuits that tend to involve, well, I'm I'm getting towards Roundup, but I'm also thinking of certain drugs and certain medical devices that really, asbestos, all kinds of, of carcinogens and things like that, that obviously- have truly harmed people I, mm-hmm. with the Roundup. I think it was lympho- non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Mm-hmm. So that that users of of that product, I mean, it definitely would kill the weeds. Also, mm-hmm. uh, slowly, you <laughs> you. Know, you yeah yeah successful class action lawsuit back. I think it resolved just within the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, twenty twenty. 2020 okay mm-hmm. 10 billion dollar settlement against Bayer, the manufacturer yeah but a portion of that but a portion of that was set aside
1: to cover future lawsuits i don't oh. i'm not a, i don't understand the, the the specifics of that one but yeah think about- of that 10 billion how many and years i don't know was how many market class yeah i don't i don't how know many? how many class members there were but yeah i mean but then if you look at so the 10 billion dollars that was for the class action but then if you look at it, there have also been individuals who opted out of that class action, mm-hmm. hired their own attorney and filed their own claims. Mm-hmm. For instance, California, a California jury delivered a $2 billion verdict to a couple, a husband and wife. So on its own, both of whom got this lymphoma, there was another California man awarded $80 million in a trial verdict. There was a 2018 verdict of 289 million to a groundskeeper who was diagnosed. Oh yeah. Yeah. So all of these individuals are, are nobody wants lymphoma. Nobody wants to have to go through it in the first place. You don't get it to go get the money. Right. But all of these individuals are sort of helping themselves by, by opting out and and making their own claims Mm -hmm. in the meantime, $10 billion among, I should have, I should have looked up how many claimants, but this is a massive class action.
2: Yeah. And
1: I just, I, I really am curious who, if there is any study or any information out there from someone who says that a class action benefits the victim.
2: Well, you know, I guess I I suppose to play devil's advocate. I mean, nobody's going to take just a onesie kind of case where there are legitimate damages, but they're quite small. I know I I certainly myself gotten quite a few about different investments that I've held over the years. Mm -hmm. And they, you know, maybe there's some fee that I was charged or some disclosure that wasn't quite right. I mean, nobody's going to handle just a a one of those. So, you know, you do have to get class action. And I suppose the benefit isn't necessarily so much that I got some potentially could have gotten some de minimis amount of money out of it, but that it forced the investment companies or whatever to correct their their mistakes. It also mm-hmm. did line the pocket of the class action attorneys potentially. Uh-huh. I mean, it has the potential to cause behaviors to change. Think about some of those class action lawsuits involving a manufacturing defect, in mm-hmm. which a company decides, you know what you know, we could fix this. It wouldn't cost us very much money to make the fix. But in our, you know, business analysis of it, we know that we're less likely, uh, it, that would cost us a lot more than it would cost us to defend a few lawsuits. So mm-hmm. maybe at some point it evolves into a class action and therefore, you know, you have now mandatory airbag replacements for cars that had Takata airbags for years and years and years. I, I'm not it's saying that, The more uh, equitable- that, Equitable yeah.
1: relief—the things that you can force the the company to do. I mean, this is this is auto manufacturers. Right. I mean, time and time again, they know.
2: Yeah, and I, know. and I don't know all the details of the predicate in the Takata lawsuit. So let me be clear: I'm not saying that they were necessarily motivated by money. I'm not saying that. No, never. Nobody is. I wouldn't say that corporations are motivated by money. Corporations no. are people. They have feelings. Never mind. Sure. Sure. Okay we'll do that. Okay. What else? Well,
1: I thought was interesting. Just kind of one, one more. The 1-800-CONTACTS is an antitrust class action. mm -hmm. This one fascinating. So I I don't, I don't wear contacts, but 1-800-CONTACTS for, I guess, a very long time. When you Googled that you need, you're going to order your contacts online. It was 1-800-CONTACTS that came up every time no other options. Well, it turns out that 1-800-CONTACTS had entered into agreements with other contact, I don't know, manufacturers or suppliers to negative out keywords so that when a Google search was done, they weren't going to show up. They had individual agreements with these other these other wholesalers, sellers, so that 1-800-CONTACTS was the only company that would come up. And so they created a monopoly, which is a massive antitrust violation. And so this it's one eight hundred contacts among with other these several several other contact providers that actually were they paid a combined forty million dollars as part I think of a class they strong
2: armed them. so I actually footnote, I, I, I for various reasons, have actually a fair amount of familiarity in the scheme. Of class action lawsuits with the 1 800 contact. And they were basically strong arming competitors to negative keyword out. And that's what got them into trouble under the antitrust laws. But actually, mm-hmm. ultimately, they've appealed and whatnot. And I'm pretty sure that the postscript really is that they determined that no, this wasn't actually in violation of the antitrust laws. And it was, It. It. it I'm familiar with this because there was some sort of similar sorts of. Um, rumblings within honestly the, the personal injury bar about competitors uh, mm-hmm. potentially or at least theoretically bidding on competitors mm-hmm. names as part of their pay-per-click advertising campaign mm-hmm. and so we've been embroiled in it yeah yeah so anyway but mm-hmm. class actions interesting yeah that part i didn't know but i guess they did
1: resolve mm-hmm. some of the claims they agreed to settle 40 million and individuals this one was the the highest amount i've seen individuals with receipts have ha, have been able to receive up to 800 because there are some people who've been buying them online for life right right and so if they can show their purchases uh, about 800 dollars a piece which is that was a crazy high number to me but yeah and that's boy the google thing and the negative keywords and the the yeah bidding that's on a terms whole other and, podcast that is a whole other podcast we've been embroiled we've been accused of 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 taking part in that which absolutely 100 was wrong yeah it completely wrong we have not but I figure we'll just we'll be flattered by that oh yeah yeah somebody <laughs> we must be doing something right
2: to scare somebody out by women so exactly mm-hmm. exactly
1: so I mean that was a lot of sort of unnecessary and unimportant information, but kind of fun to talk about and fun to, fun to research and just get some overall understanding of what is, what's happening out there and why there is such a bad opinion of, of, of injury the plaintiff's attorneys.
2: plaintiff's bar of plaintiff's attorney. <laughs> some of but, it's probably rightfully earned, but, yeah. you know, just like any group of people, it, a, a bad apple here or there can certainly kind of taint the whole bushel. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. We continue to fight the fight and yeah. try to help people that we think have real negligence <laughs> claims with like, real consequences to their lives exactly and yeah we'll keep at it sorry mm-hmm. pop tart people i know thank you, but no thank you <laughs> stop buying sorry no i can't say that that's not approved anyway bye anyway food. so this was fun hopefully yes was entertaining, a little (laughs) bit insightful. you know what to do with that, that, that mailer you get inviting you to go through years of paperwork to prove that. Yes. In fact, you did buy some pop tarts in 1973 Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you've never been the same since.
1: (laughs) That's probably true for many reasons. Yes. All right. Well, that's that. So we'll, we'll,
0: uh, we'll chat in a
2: couple of weeks. That's what we pled or she pled. thats that is what is what what they pled now because mm-hmm. we pled it
1: i don't know
0: um
1: so you can find us online www.lawpoweredbywomen.com you can see us on billboards tv
2: Yeah, we're billboard attorneys
1: movie theaters we're everywhere uh we look forward to chatting anybody with any questions don't hesitate to reach out otherwise we will chat in a couple of weeks
0: Thank you for listening to That's What She Plead podcast. Don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and do not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Larson Goldberg lawyers. The content has been made available for general informational and educational purposes only and may not constitute the most up-to-date legal or other information. The content is not intended to be a substitute for legal advice from your individual attorney and the information provided does not and is not intended to constitute legal advice.